Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. Welcome back to Whiskey in the Stream. Uh, we are sans Kalen and Gurdon tonight, so this is a podcast exclusive. Uh, Root, you were not here last session, so you are exempt. Uh, Scarlet and Vran, if you'd please roll for a recap. Well, oh. looks like it's a Scarlet. All right. I can help you, sister, if you need it. I know you have a bad memory. Yes, well, sometimes I do try to take notes. Perhaps not as efficiently as you do. Well, it's the thought that counts. Uh, so, we were on the path in the dungeon. Um, we cleared out some of the paths. Um, you used a fireball, Bren, and then... One of the paths we went down had some rock elementals um, that started attacking me uh, because the fireball that you sent down there to clear out the mushrooms hit the rock elementals. And so then I showed up and they thought that I hit the rock elementals. So then they were really angry at me, of course. To be fair, you did stab one of them. That was after it started attacking me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I always have to clean up after you. That is probably true. Uh, so then Root and Gurdon and Kaylin were able to roughly communicate with the rocks and they made a tenuous truce. Um, and they made Gurdon dig in this alcove, um, at which point he broke a bunch of stuff in there. Um, but he was able to find some diamonds and broken glass bottles. Um, he destroyed the potions they were offering. Yeah, yeah. And he found some sapphires, and he wanted Gurdon to eat the rocks. And so he pretends to eat the rocks. Um, Ren, you were able to communicate with the rocks. Um, then they were saying that we should break through the wall as like a shortcut. So we discover that it is a shortcut shortcut um and that we also discovered that the pool um there was something lurking in it which i think they told me to go into the pool conveniently yes, they wanted you to get eaten by the water yeah creature. i don't think they liked me um so we gathered by the wall and they create the door as a shortcut and we go through the door into a hallway um, that's kind of like a different area. It's more of a polished stones with columns. Um, we find a straight tabard of the Fighting 29th uh, and a doorway leading further in. So now we've found what we assume is two out of 28 of the Fighting 29th. Yeah. Um, we had to get past all those traps, too. Yeah. I find a couple of traps across the doorway uh, and we're able to get through them. Then we find some murals in the room, which can uh, you or uh, the DM was about to tell us. And then um, something about a skeleton reaching up with vertebrae melting away is all I have written. That was the trap that we were avoiding. I'm pretty sure. Got it. All right, and that's all and, I have for my notes. 
And Root, I must say, your translation into elemental was of the most, I was going to say imperative, but that's not the word. Helpful. There's a better word, but I'll use helpful for now. Useful? Uh, there wasn't a, a Latin versus Spanish uh, <laughs> discussion. Uh, so with Root speaking more of, you know, one of the Romance languages based on Latin was getting a couple of words here and there from the more primordial language that the creature was using. But, uh, so I know I moved the map on you a bit, but I just want to show that there was also, when that stone had changed, there were also pillars that were very neatly carved, and you could see remnants of color in some of the cracks and things. Uh, so it seemed like this long walkway that you guys managed to avoid everything to your left. Uh, and then you went inside. Now I'll move you back to where you actually are. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Oh, there's the melted vertebrae man. Uh, so he is currently caught kind of in the bottom. There's this strange... It's not quite a webbing. It's almost like it's a secretion that partially blocks that area. It's something you could probably cut through. The skeleton appears to be stuck in part of it. The back vertebrae are quite badly damaged. Uh, it does appear to have been acid damage just with some of the pitting and things going along it. Since the creatures you've dealt with so far have dealt a lot of acid-type damage, it wouldn't be a stretch to assume that it was one of those responsible. Or it could be a goo of some kind. You guys have also encountered that. Uh, an ooze that was piloting an Ankeg's body. I think maybe we'll avoid going over there. But one thing that you did notice is that there is a mural that goes across most of the left wall. Uh, in addition, there was also a small foundation. Uh, looks like some sort of stone structure might have rested across part of this area and has been broken. And there's an additional sort of black area. Uh, but now that you have the torch and well lit, you all can see the mural. Uh, if you would like... And if you want, I can just go through the depiction of everything. If there is anything that stands out to you, go ahead and just ping it into chat. Or if you want to do a particular check, just ping it into chat. Please excuse my dogs. I don't know what they're upset about. And I don't care right now. Let's be mad. Alrighty. So, uh, the mural that is on your left is quite broken. There is a very large hole that takes up most of the area of the mural. But what is depicted across the left and the right still holds a partial story, but how you're going to be able to put that together is something to be seen. The furthest left is dominated by these bright silver rectangles and triangles, each of these peppered with small black squares or dark gray squares at irregular intervals. The lines that go across the bottom of these shapes seem to sort of imply a horizon being a gentle curve. And there is a central column that seems to dominate the frame, mostly depicting a large, narrow triangle with a stylized bowl up at the top. The again, yeah, so that that you know is mostly the left-hand side. There's a lot of that is very, very large. 
there are pieces beneath that that appear to have been broken away that, you know, whatever they were, you can't quite tell. You can see the yellow stonework beneath it. At first glance, it might have been a sandstone, but it seems to break away in larger chunks instead of crumbling the way you would expect sandstone to do. It's very possible it's some sort of conglomerate of stone. Now, the area above the hole does still preserve a little bit of the mural. You see so, the... So this mural is like... Sorry for interrupting. Is the mm-hmm. hole like north wall? Yes. And the hole where the, is where the guy is coming out. Is yep. in the middle of the mural. It is. Okay, okay. Sorry, I got confused. And so while the hole... I know on the map the hole looks a little bit larger than I intended it to, where it kind of pinches in at is probably where the mural would actually be kind of stopping. So the mural is only on flat parts of the wall. Any part that's, you know, rippled is broken. Um, the ceiling is about 15 feet high, and this hole takes up probably a 10-foot diameter circle. So there is a small area that goes above. Uh, and above the hole in particular, there are these off-white lines that radiate upward, sort of like a sunburst. To the right of the hole uh, shows three kneeling humans. It's very stylized with very sharp, jagged angles, so it's a little hard to tell exactly if they are human, but it's close enough. The first figure is mostly cut off by this hole. You assume that they are also kneeling based on the others you see there, but you can only really see the back leg and part of the rib cage and shoulder of the figure being cut off by the hole. What is visible is black and red and is mostly skeletal. You can see that there's some sort of waist garment that covers from their waist down to where their knees are, but most of the figure appears as if it had been burned or is just painted black and red. Uh, The second figure is partially obscured by quite a few cracks that radiate from the hole itself. But you do see a person in profile with their arms before them blocking their face. Their arms, belly, and front leg are painted similarly to what you see in the first figure, where bits of bone stick through and it is painted again with black and red. The rest of the body appears intact and is of more of a reddish-brown hue. Um, The final figure is in the same pose, but the leftmost area of the bodies, the one that had originally been skeletal, are now just painted in more of a red. Uh, And you can see that fades away to more of a light brown through the rest of the body. Uh, The waist garment for all three is this white beige sort of color. Uh, It just kind of gives you like a generic cotton cloth type uh, feel, just based on how it's been carved out. Uh, Now, none of the figures are painted well enough uh, or carved well enough to depict any emotion. But looking at the whole scene does feel a little off-putting, a little wrong. Uh, Not sure if it's just because maybe it's an intimate picture and you're reading into it. Maybe it's some sort of uncanny valley because it's not a a real painting of a person. It's very stylized. Or, you know, maybe it's just that there's a skeleton suspended and webbing right next to it. A little hard to say. Um, 
So before I get on to the next part of the mural to the right, did you guys have any? Oh. All right. Telekinesis. Uh... Oh, that was before you saying all this stuff about the mural. I was like, maybe I'll just pull the guy out of the center. Okay. Would you like to but do I... that? Um, I think I'm going to hold now, now that we're examining this. I don't want to interrupt by summoning some creature. And then root history check. What exactly were you? Uh, was there anything depicting like the ancient humans or whatever our professor dude wanted? Okay. Um, with a 10, you're looking at, and you figure that this mural is probably important to him. Not a, you know, just kind of assuming that the figures on the end are human, but they look kind of messed up. So it may be of interest to him. Uh, how he would get down here after trying to navigate all the Ancog and everything. Not really your problem, but, you know, something you may want to bring up to him. Well, I have to say that the artwork it's so far in the plane of existence is quite lacking. I think this is supposed to be some kind of metaphorical analysis of some kind of humanized, humanoid humanity. Maybe it's less of a drawing and more of a warning. I mean, they do look a little zombified. Maybe the texture's all wrong. Look at the colors. The colors are terrible. I kind of like it. It's a little noir. Each his own, I suppose. Um, shall we continue looking for the fighting 29th? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, there's another mural over here. I, I was gonna just going to look at that one. And on closer inspection of the one directly to the right of the kneeling figures, uh, you figure that's originally just some sort of long black painting. Maybe you have to go at the right angle. But when you do move the lantern, you see that it is just a long black panel of glass. As you shift the lantern around, you do see symbols etched into the glass. Uh, it seems to be in regular intervals with small dots that seem to connect as a line between certain areas. Uh, not sure if this is maybe the ghosts of a language or a counting system, but there's no pictures that you can find there. Uh, and that does cover the entire panel, which goes from about the top of the ceiling to halfway down. And it's there's symbols etched into the glass, and they're connected, you said? Mm -hmm. There are little dots that seem to connect them, almost like a line, going from some little set of symbols, a series of dots, and then another set of symbols. Does this mean anything to you, Root? Can I investigate that? Sure can. Nope. <laughs> Big nope. <laughs> Big nope. Um, you, you go over to inspect the glass a little bit more, uh, for the podcast, that was a natural one. I say for the podcast, this is a podcast exclusive, so I don't know habits. Anyway, uh, so as you go over to check it, you kind of tap on the glass a little bit with a claw and just sort of, and then just scratch down a little bit. But you can see that it doesn't look the same as how the other images are kind of etched in there. Your scratch is very, very different. Are you defacing the mural, Root? 
I think she's writing a rude symbol on there. Are you writing root is here? Was here? I'm doing a vulgar gesture. I like it. Very nice. But do you know what it says? As it's from your... No clue. I didn't get the fancy teachings. But there is something to this. Does it look like any language I've ever seen? Common D speech, Elvish, Sylvan. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Much better than my natural one. <laughs> 17. Right. Um, so, with your 17, uh, looking at it, there are a couple of the symbols that do look like letters. Uh, I think you said celestial? No, common, deep speech, elvish, and sylvan. Oh, okay. Uh, deep speech would also appear. You see a couple, they look a little wrong for the symbol, but you recognize a couple of consonants. Um, you can't quite really make out any word with it, and not every consonant seems to be represented. But what you do see is like, you know, you might see one that has a hard k sound, but it's missing the little tail on the end of the letter. But it's pretty close. Uh, and you notice that pattern throughout these symbols. And then you, you try to pick them like, okay, and you switch your mind over and you start thinking about Elvish. And it's a weird moment for you where you can kind of overlap some of the consonants in deep speech. Don't look anything like Elvish. They're, they're extremely far apart. But it's almost like someone's overlaid the two symbols together as you're kind of looking at it. It's almost like this one symbol here has split. You know, if you like kind of unfold that letter or that symbol, you get the letter K and uh, in D speech and more of a H in Elvish. This could be a creed progenitive progenitor a language progenitor maybe Aelin can speak celestial could he interpret it uh, Aelin will identify a few letters so I did roll a history check for Kaelin's behalf because he's not here uh, to check to see what he knows uh, his first chutzpah <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, sorry, I lost, lost track there. Uh, so, Kalen is first going to point out that the glass and the whole thing reminds him of the glass plate that Percival has back in Belderi. The thing that he's connected to multiple times. Just on a much, much larger scale. With the same sort of weird etchings in there. Say that one more time. The thing from Kaylin? I don't think we know that. Oh. Yeah. So your characters Not aren't bad. familiar with it, uh, but Kaylin, you know, once he sees it, you guys are a little bit confused. He'll explain that a person that they know back in Belderi has this glass slab that he's able to connect with and commune with. The person and that's Kaylin. Yeah, this is from Kaylin. The, um, who can connect with it? Kaylin or it, the person? Kaylin can. Kalen connects with it differently than the person can. The person is able to access information that's on this glass slab, uh, but views it as a religious object uh, and gets 
different results than when Kalen accessed. Ruth, have you ever accessed a glass lab? I have not. Kalen got real into the his little religious thing with Percival. I had no part to do with it. So, Kalen, like, what do you read <clears throat> off this? I mean, how do you connect yourself to it? You say you connect to it. And Kim will explain that he... I just don't feel like doing anybody else's voices today, so I apologize. Uh, so Kim will explain that he typically just holds the device, and it almost feels like he has a connection while he's holding it. And it is always a little difficult for it to be taken out of his hand, like it's connected while he's holding it. Uh, Gurdon has had to physically remove it a few times to... Knock Kalen out of whatever stupor he gets put into. Is this some kind of cursed object? That's what it sounds like. Kalen and Gurdon would both shrug. Do you feel rejuvenated after touching it? Like, is it like a power station? I'll explain that he does not feel rejuvenated, but he does gain information. All right, why don't you go up and touch that one? He will, I'm assuming, hesitantly walk over. It'll slowly reach up, touch it, pull his hand back, touch, pull his hand back, looks at his hand, and will tell you that nothing's happening. Uh, but the other device, Percival had to keep out in the sun a lot to make it work. Oh, can't you make sunshine? I got sunshine. On a cloudy day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you're no, checking your sunshine. Stone. Yeah, I don't remember what level daylight is. I feel like it's a higher level, isn't it? Fifth or sixth? I don't remember. Um, but looking around, you do see quite a few wires and cabling that is hanging down from the ceiling. Um, most of it is, you know, out of reach, but there are quite a few that dangle down, some that lay on the ground. Daylight's a third level. Okay. Clay right. the celestial. Hmm. Well, needs light. Oh, Kalen also speaks draconic, so he'll point out the with his other check. He'll point out kind of the same thing that you noticed with some overlap because you pointed out that it exists. That there's like kind of this weird lapping of language like, oh yeah, some of the other consonants are also draconic if you ignore this and that. But with his, with your help, he'll be able to piece that together. Uh, intelligence is your strong suit, not so much his. Yeah, it's probably, I'm assuming by what you're saying, that it'd probably have to be powered up. You have a means to do. I'm assuming that some creature has half eaten this man and left him in the webbing. So if we want to ignore the creature, perhaps we should head on. Or do we need to get this man bad? Or... Is he one of the 29th? He seems to be gnome-sized. I'll go over and inspect him. Already? Um, I even would without carefully. Carefully. Okay. And I'll check for traps or anything, too, while I'm doing Got it. And I'll give you guidance. Is that a D4? Yeah. 22. Nice. Uh, as you go over, you can see where the webbing is connected to the body in several places. 
Uh, and you can also see where it seems to be on the outside of bits of tabard and bits of armor. So it looks like it was they were caught in this when there was more holding this person together. And now that there's less, it's got a bit of a sag, and some of the pieces are pushing up into the ribcage area. Um, you... Yes, Needy. I'm so sorry. Sorry, my dog is just in here. Digging at my shoulder. I'll try not to be too needy. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. Oh, that was loud. <laughs> Tell you what, I wouldn't show up to your door if he was sitting there. I'd be like, oh no, I'm not coming in. Stop hitting me. Sorry. As she hijacks the game. Um, so you do notice that you know, using your knife to be a little bit more or short or to be very careful with it. You notice that the secretion is extremely sticky. And if it weren't for the fact that you keep your weapons well maintained and oiled, it might have already been stuck to it. Oh. Um, but you do see symbols that recognize the fighting 29th and uh, Beldari. Do I see just one body, or is there look like there maybe is multiple going out of the hole? Uh, right now, sticking out of this hole, you just see the one body. Okay. Looking in between gaps, you can see that there is a tunnel that goes back and leans to the right, and you can see a lot of divots and holes and things carved into the rock itself. It doesn't look as intentional as all these other rock structures have been. Uh, looks like another uh, fighting 29th hit the dust. So, I guess that's yeah. three down. Uh, well, there are only 28 of them. So, we're down to what? 25. 25. Well, let's see the next corpse we can find. Shall we continue on? Oh, by the way, this stuff is very sticky. Don't touch it. Let's continue. As, as you walk back to the group, Scarlet, with your passive perception, you realize that there is another mural that's a bit more covered in dust and in scratches in rather specific places. Uh, you can make an investigation check. Anyone can once you point out that the mural exists. Huh. Is that a mural over there? What? You guys whoop your head around. Uh, and behind you, the murals there are heavily damaged, but all of the damage there seems intentional, as opposed to the hole that seems to have been sort of carved out and just incidentally destroyed it. What's not damaged shows actually very realistic artwork of jewels and artifacts uh, similar to what's been found by Glint Scale, as well as some of the pottery that has very similar patterns on it to the one that you all found at another site. But all of those are in almost pristine condition in the image. Uh, you do also see a series of stone sarcophagi feature prominently on this mural with this aura kind of painted around them. But it's a very, very stark contrast to the artwork that's on the first wall that you notice, the north wall. I think it says for a good time call, and then I can't read the name. Big Daddy. I'm pretty sure Root wrote that on there. Just saying. Here, pull the quill back down. 
Uh, good lord. Uh, 24 from Scarlet, a natural 20 for 22 from Root. Um, what you both notice is that a lot of the damage is humanoid-shaped. And because you all rolled higher, you recognize that it is very specifically any depiction of a person's face or identifiable body uh, has been destroyed by a sharp hooked instrument. Uh, And it's almost like someone has taken uh, the image itself and just carved out of it, digging through. You can see flecks of paint still left in a couple of spots on this mural. Uh, depicting what you would see as bright blues, greens, and reds, as well as a few uh, general humanoid skin tones that you see mixed in. Uh, something that you don't see is any, and again, this is for actually for both of you, uh, with the natural 20 and the 24. Uh, you also recognize that there are no depictions of a humanoid that has non human characteristics. There are no scales, tails, feathers, um, horns, any depictions like that present on any of the humanoid figures here on this wall. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. Looks like someone didn't like humans very well. Or something. Especially the fleshy ones. Do they have obvious genders? You can see a couple that appear to have had longer hair, which you could interpret as being feminine, but the murals are so badly destroyed that identifying it for sure is a little bit tough. There's a couple I mean, of shapes. Any with any peni or any oh, no. tatas or... No obvious genitals. Um just from the different bright colors that you see mixed in, it's very probable that they are wearing some sort of clothing in the mural depiction. Um, but, you know, looking at some of like, you know, judging by waist to hip, that one's probably female. That one is smaller. It's probably a child. Uh, but it, it would be impossible to be 100% sure. But you do see that something that might be a difference between them. Very good. Um, I don't know what that means. I'm sure it will all become clear as we continue further into this nice, safe dungeon of love. You guys just uh, marching in? Uh, no. But maybe Brandon's. <laughs> I, I start walking in that direction. <clears throat> Brother, do you think it's wise to go on ahead without us? I'm going to check for traps. Very good. While you check for traps, I will resummon. Twenty-five. Wow. Alrighty. Uh. And are you guys going in loud? Going in stealthy? I always try to uh, have the element of surprise on my side. Okay. Stealthy. Whomever would like to go stealthy. Uh. Oh. Twenty-nine. Uh, so are you guys going to wait an hour in this area, take a short rest? Are we? Does it take an hour? Yeah, hour plus oh, ten minutes. Oh my goodness, never mind. Brother, what are you doing? Why are you just standing there? I will there? use a slot and just bring him in. Isn't it still an hour counter time? 
curse you all. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not against you guys taking a short rest if you would like. No, 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 no. I will. I will. Just I'll get Barnabas later. It's okay. I realize that you enjoy staring at the wall and trying to figure out if they are male or female, but <laughs> other of us would like to actually move through and see other pieces I of artwork. I was going to bring back Barnabas. I need someone at least close to my intelligence in the booth. <gasps> Rude. I'm sorry, Ruth. I didn't realize you were there. I was just trying to insult my sister. Uh, Ren, would you like to go stealthily as well into that dark dungeon? Or rage, rage against the very dim light? I will tuck my pants unceremoniously because I'm very disappointed into the tops of my shoes so they don't get dirty. And then, yes, I will cast guidance on myself and attempt to can I guidance myself? I think I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will attempt to move. I'm like, all right, gross, disgusting. I pick up some more stones and put them in my pocket in preparation for magic stone. Absolutely. There are there are tons of pebbles and stones that you could pick from here uh, that you could you know, just pick up and pocket. That's no problem at all. Close to the walls, you see quite a bit of it is, you know, anywhere where you see it's pitted and crumbled a bit, there are tons of stone. Uh, if it's flat, you don't see anything. Uh, there are a couple of places where, you know, it's like that area underneath where it was carved out. There's also some rocks, or small rocks there. I'm yes. going to do that. Got it. Uh, Root, do you have guidance as well? I do. Okay. So that is something you can do on yourself for uh, skill checks as well. Beautiful. So something I forgot to mention, but thankfully Vren just brought it up, so we have that as a thing. And it's can a we guidance somebody? Or does, that's it. We're both trying to give guidance. Go to the left. No, the other left. That is a really good question. I'm curious. I know normally, well, certain buffs can't stack if it's the same name. Oh, yeah, yeah, it says there, according to this, with the same name, don't stab. Okay. But then, like, when it comes to something with temporary hit points, you can choose which one to take, depending on what's higher. So if two people are willing to stack it on you, you could choose one of the... My opinion would be that you could choose one of the two roll die. Because both people are using their action to give you guidance. And then you add that D4 to it. But if they can't stack, then you probably want to take the higher of the two. Your thoughts? I I would think that you can only have like one effect of the spell running at any given time, like mm-hmm. bless, right? Oh you yeah, get to roll two dice. That's true. But we can take turns, Root, guidancing people. Uh, so Root, if you wanted to roll a D four and add that to your roll, uh, and if you three would put yourselves in a marching order. Uh, I'm just going to have the two that are not actually here. Whoop, whoop. That's not what I was trying to do. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> See, this is handy. Like, when I have access to your guys' uh, character sheets. Rolling a d4. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, Gurdon's a little bit loud. Uh, all right, so is that the marching order you guys... One? 
as far as like that shape, et cetera, et cetera? I think Gurdon and Kalen should be in front of Brute and I. And then I think Scarlet's idea was to scout ahead. Is that accurate? Yeah. All right. So, Root, are you in between them? Or are you to the side? Yeah. Okay. And Scarlet, with your 25 looking for traps, you do not find any traditional traps in this area. But what you do find are a couple of areas where there are wires and cabling that seems to stick up from the floor. And kind of checking it out, you can see that dust is actively pushed away from it. Almost like there's something that surrounds those wires, keeping the dust from falling right next to it. Mm. Can I throw a rock at one? Like staying over here and like chuck a rock on top of one? Absolutely. Let me... You know what? It's that day. It it might as well be that kind of day. There we go. Okay. So those two red lines on the map there, uh, those are the two where you notice this sort of weird wires sticking up from the floor or hanging down, and it kind of, you see, swaying a little bit and dust moving around. Uh, did you have a preference for which one you wanted to talk the rock at? I'll start with the left. Okay. You skitter across and it bounces. You hear this crackle and then you smell some ozone, but you don't see any sparks. But it definitely smells a bit like a lightning strike. Hmm. I would have those. There's one over there and one here and one here. Point out. Is it like they're obvious? Like kind of things or is it not particularly because they look like stuff sticking up out of the floors or hanging down from the ceilings all across the place it's just these two sets that are causing dust to move away from them and are reacting when something gets close to it all right um all right i'm gonna come over to here do i feel like a sense of like Barking? Like, do I feel like it's gonna, like, how close can I get, kind of thing? Uh, from where you are there, uh, you are almost 10 feet away from it. Uh, you can just smell the ozone a little stronger, but that's it. I'm gonna go here. Same thing. You're still about 10 feet away, roughly. Here? Uh, that, you're a little bit closer now, and hair is starting to stick up like if you reach out you can feel across the back of your hand up your arm is starting to reach forward a little bit towards that line where you know that you probably shouldn't interact with directly uh i would like to jump to here okay um you land and what's kind of fun is that the people behind you, you're in dim light right now going through. So you're kind of in this black and white silhouette leaping through the shadows. Uh, but your hair appears to stand out on end. It's not anything that you feel, but they can see it, that your hair starts to pull 
towards each one as you leap directly in the middle. And then it starts to fall back down and is pointed a little bit backwards, but not by a whole lot. But what you then hear is tap, 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 coming from the room ahead of you. Ah, I hope you all enjoy a little fancy footwork here. Uh, Just follow my steps that I just did. Um, Do you shout? It's Uh, a bit of a distance to get over there. Well, are they going to follow me or are they just like hanging back watching me? Good question. I'd like to follow. But Root, don't you have an ability to like mold stone or something of the like? I can mold earth. Well, couldn't you just cover those wires with some earth? Let me give it a shot. Okay. Uh, You look around the area. This all seems to be worked stone. I mean, there's dust and pebbles, but it's not enough to really move around enough to block it up. Well, we'll just go get a handful from the other cavern. There's tons of it back there. All right, I'm going to jump back across. <laughs> what I if did... I walk back over to them? Question. Why are you not coming? Hold Why on. are you we're, not following? We're in the middle of a conversation here. Please continue, Root. I'm sorry. What if I... what if I erupted some earth first and then molded it? Why do we need to erupt the earth? Just... Just... Walk over there because we can cover the wires, and then none of us will look as ridiculously as you did. I do not look ridiculous. It is a flourish. Look at your hair. Your hair feels fine. It looks fantastic. No, it was sticking straight up. Oh, brother, you are intolerable. Yeah, this way, um, when we're running out of here from some monster on the other side, we won't trip over them and get shocked. On our you. Way won't trip over them. I will not trip over these wires. I know they are here. Okay, I will not trip over them. Well, I that is not... probably a possibility. Exactly. I'm looking out for my own welfare. You know, if you occasionally looked up from your books, it would not be a problem. I think erupting Earth would work just as well if you choose to do it that way, Root. All right, well, then go get your shovels of dirt. I will just sit here and stare at these defaced murals. Are there murals in the other room that I can look at? Well, they are, like, busy shoveling dirt. Sure. Uh, so, where would you like to start while they are trying to figure out? Because Erupting Earth might be a you know, it's an area spell. Uh, it's a 20-foot cube. <laughs> do it right. Wait till she's standing right there, then do it. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> Fine. I say we just go through. But we can just erupt the earth and cover them and we'll be good. Yes, but she needs to conserve her energy. I mean, we're in this big, long place. So you're just going to make her... I'll get a bucket. I'll bring some. Why don't you just dump a bucket on it? (laughs) At this point. So I'm going to assume that all of these conversations are happening while you guys are next to each other, just for your benefit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to walk away because I thought they were going to go get buckets of sand. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Scarlet, one thing you did notice in that area, again, is it's fairly dim light, so it's hard to make out any kind of colors. Uh, but the, it does appear to have been another situation of humanoid groups 
that have been badly defaced on either side of the wall. Uh, you did catch a, a few sections that looked like they had more symbols. They do look similar to some of the symbols that you saw etched into the glass, just a lot clearer. And since Vren had pointed out some of the overlapping, you're starting to pick out a few like, oh, okay, I could, I can see where someone wrote like Elvish over top of some nonsense. Elvish, I know Elvish. Uh, so then you too, uh, we'll see where Vren had pointed out the deep speech and Elvish had overlapped, and you're starting to see some of those letters appearing as well. You're like, oh, okay. You're still not seeing whole words, but. So which would you prefer? Let's just make the fancy dance trick. Perfect. Why do you listen to her and not me? Because I'm not his sister. Exactly. Yes. <sighs> Brother, you are obnoxious at times. She treats me with respect. I retreat you with respect. I give her a look like, mm, I don't Oh, also, I did come back because uh, the room on uh, the next one sounded like there was some glitter clatter, snippy snappy thingies going on over there. More glittering. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Not I said the it. Glittering. <laughs> Lady I, I saw your face. I was like, "Why is he laughing at me?" And you said it. I was like, "Oh, now I feel stupid." Oh, don't be. I did it in two different <laughs> sessions across four episodes of the podcast. So I mean, glittering is not a word. Glitter, glitter, clatter, glitter, clatter. Hold on, hold on. I want. Is oh no, mean? I'm gonna like look this up. This is gonna be bad. Glitter patter. Let's get at it. <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> this is even worse. Glitter. You make a thin, vibratory, <laughs> rattling sound. Means to glitter. It is a word in the dictionary. Oh, Oxford. Damn. Okay. So I guess. No, I mean I knew that the whole the whole time. I definitely did not have a sexual flub. Freudian. Coded message glittered over the radio speakers. I don't know. I could not read that without thinking that. Although you could just look at the Urban Dictionary definition of glittering. Oh, okay. What's that one? Let me just post that into the. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'll read it aloud if you don't want to. Oh no. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> I say that without knowing what it is. <laughs> yeah, because this is extremely niche. The number of people that still have a BlackBerry, like, are, they were going to feel called out a bit. To rub, feel, or roll the ball on your BlackBerry as if it were the clitoris of a female, as opposed oh. to the clitoris of the male, which I guess would be the head of the penis. No, because I used to have a Blackberry Pearl. Oh. Mm -hmm. Where you, uh, was going. Rub, feel, or roll the ball on your Blackberry? I did roll the ball. That was kind of like my fidget. So you might say that you were... it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Ah, yes. We get some dirt and we mold the dirt onto the wires. What happens? Did Hang on. So you guys are leaving the cavern to go grab dirt? Yes. I thought we were we were doing the fancy dance over. My brother, he doesn't 
he says one thing and does the other thing. I don't know. So that, I guess I misunderstood you. I thought you said we're going to do a fancy dance and go get the dirt. <laughs> no, into the next room. <laughs> I apologize. I understood her. Listen, how about you fancy dance to the next room? Go grab your dirt and we'll wait for you in the next room. Very good. I will go get the dirt. All right. Make sure you fancy dance over there. I walk briskly to go get some dirt. I need more jazz hands. Go ahead and give me a perception check. As you walk back out through the door. Okay. What about that trap that's over there? <coughs> Friend. <laughs> it's too late. He rolled. No one reminded him before he left. <laughs> oh, no. Bren. Yeah. You step up. You go back into the area. Uh, it's mostly hard rock over here. Uh, but you do see a lot of places where you can get loose dirt. A lot of it's going to be a little bit wet. But there's plenty out here you can get. Do you have? What are you putting the dirt into? To take back. I guess I'll put it in my backpack. Okay. So you take out some of your stuff, you start scooping it into your backpack. Yeah. Got it. Uh Root, Kaylin, and Scarlet, I need dexterity saving throws, please. Why? I think I have advantage. Did you say me as well? Nope, you're good. Okay. Okay. You didn't feel yourself step on anything at all. Oh no. Poor Kaylin. Alrighty. Uh so Scarlet, you make the save. Uh Kaylin and Root unfortunately do not. So as he steps in between the two bits, the one that looked sort of like Kaylin's eye and the other reflective piece that looked a little bit different, uh, and steps outside, the three of you get this sort of weird prickle feeling. Kalen, you can see sparks go across his eyes and across parts of his uh, his body, the little metal parts arcing. And Root, your hair stands on end before a chunk of wires drop down onto you all. Whoops. Whoop. Not 2DF. That's not a number. Uh, so... Now, Scarlet, because you saved, you know, there's a deck save, you don't take any damage. Uh, Root and Kalen take eight points of lightning damage. Rude. And I would suggest not remaining where you're standing. Quickly, into the next room. Let him figure it out. Move quickly. While I'm moving, can I cast something? Potentially. Um, what would you like to cast? Find traps. Let me double check that spell because I may say, hey, let's switch that. Because if that's the one I think it is, it's super useless. Okay. Um. If it's super useless, would you allow me to change it out? Yes. Uh, Let me just double check that out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the spell merely reveals that a trap is present. You don't learn the location of each trap, but you learn the general nature of the danger posed. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that was that bad. Yeah. It didn't used to be. It used to be and, somewhat decent. And Baldur's Gate, like, it lights them all up. Right? But I think even in previous editions, it was, you know, 
functional. Just for whatever reason, this one's like, hey, do traps exist? Yes. Aha. We should be careful. Because then what's even worse is that it only lets you know if there's one that is actively harmful. So like the very first trap coming down into this area, which was a slide trap, wouldn't be triggered by that spell anyway. That's stupid. Right. So. Uh, I'm going to say, and I'm just going to, I guess. Ooh, I'm going on a power trip. Uh, yeah, Root, please feel free to remove that from your spell list and pick another second level, or any other spell level. Thank level. you. E. Also, if you have True Strike as a cantrip, go ahead and swap that out. I do not. Good call. That that one is, is utter garbage. It's concentration, takes an action, and then, like, your next turn, you can use it. True Strike is useless. In fourth edition, inside check to detect each trap within ten squares. Yeah, fifth edition is. Are there traps around? Yes. <laughs> and release somewhere. There's traps in the room. Yep. What about them? They're dangerous. <laughs> cool. Do I know where they are? No. What if they did that to so that they didn't cleric didn't step so much on the rogue's toes? I mean, maybe, but I mean, why not have to tell then? Yeah, and not every group might have a rogue, and yeah. you don't have to have a rogue to do the checks anymore. Anybody could find a trap and then just like avoid it. Although, I guess disarming traps is a little bit more niche. Yeah, well, if you have a background or if you spend a certain like feat, you can get it. What's up? Oh, that's right. Hello. Goodbye. For the podcast, you'll never know. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so a root. The blue rectangle is where the all the wires drop down and are. So then, question. Mm-hmm. Um, since I just got shocked with lightning, um, mm-hmm. could I do absorb elements? Yeah, as a reaction. Yeah. That one then. Okay. I do suggest moving out of the way, though. Still, yeah, still gonna do that. Oh, boy. I really should have, like, reread the spells. Like, I haven't read them in a while, so I don't have as many memorized as I usually do. Okay. So it adds that damage to the start of your next turn. Uh... Gives you resistance, too. So it would have the damage. Okay, yeah, so you would have the damage... Uh, it is up to you whether you want to use a first or second level slot. Uh, just because it is a first level spell, it is entirely up to you. Number one. Got it. Uh, do you mind re-rolling a d6 for me? Nice. All right. So for the next six seconds, uh, you are resistant to lightning damage. So instead of taking eight, you only take four. Um because you are now resistant to lightning. And within the next six seconds, if you make a melee attack, you get to add six lightning damage to your attack. Cool. You just punch the wall or something just to show how awesome you are. Um, it's going to punch you when she comes back. <laughs> it's going to take me a little while, more than six seconds to dig up some dirt. I know, just joking. But 
Scarlet Root, uh, Ren, you're outside of the cavern at the moment, or in the cavern outside of the structure. You notice that the black glass has lit up. Oh. Look at that. Lightning has light. Could I use my lightning thing to charge said glass? You can certainly try. Go ahead and give me a spell ability check. Uh, so for you, it'd be a d20 plus your wisdom modifier. Plus proficiency? Or just... Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to say no to proficiency just because it's... You're trying to... Okay, that does that make sense. And that rolled. Oh, I guess it does. Never mind. Yeah. I was just sucky. Yeah, it was quite unfortunate. Uh, you could have guidanced yourself beforehand. Yes. If I didn't... Oh, oh! you did already. I'm sorry. I, I must have misheard. So don't forget to uh-huh. add a d4. So then roll a d4. Mm-hmm. All right. Rolls um, are not in my favor right now. I mean, they're not, that's not that bad. But yeah, the, the four definitely doesn't help a whole lot. Uh, so with an 11 total, you reach out and the lightning arcs out of your hand. Um pulling the energy out, but you see that the screen brightens considerably. And you start to see that those symbols that are etched into the glass are now brightly lit. And they have this weird quality to it. As you're looking at it, it's almost like the symbols are twisting back and forth a little bit. Almost like they're dancing on screen. While never really distorting enough to be illegible, uh, they do appear to be moving, sometimes bouncing. Some of them will start to do like a little wave formation. And as it goes through, you see that the little dots light up in sequential order as it goes across to the other symbols at the end that just kind of stay stagnant with a greenish hue. Um. <laughs> well, that was f- cool. All right, thanks for listening. If you want to watch our shenanigans live, come check us out on Twitch at Happy Boom Gaming. We play every other Thursday from 8-ish to 10-30-ish, depending on how well we keep track of time. Uh, We hope to see you all there. Thanks for coming.